Support for this podcast comes from UCSF Medical Center. U.S. News and World Report has recognized UCSF Medical Center as the best hospital in California for neurology and neurosurgery, cancer, orthopedics, kidney care, diabetes and endocrinology, lung and respiratory care. UCSF Health, redefining possible. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review here in the Switch 1197 studios for the Outside 90 Fan Network. It's James Scott and Griffin here, and we're going to go through some of the news and scores from around Australia. Let's get right into the A-League. We've got Sydney FC beating Wellington 3-1. Not the greatest pitch, and the big story to come out of this, Sydney FC weren't actually charged for the stadium high because the pitch was so bad. No, I think the most interesting thing about this game is that when they scored two goals, they all got three sausage rolls. That's been the most interesting that happened in this game. It was a typical like Sydney FC bully the opposition at home and run over them. And also it was a Thursday night game. so yeah, With no yeah. one in attendance, yeah. They really need to look at that. Yeah, Thursday night football is not a good idea. Outside of school holidays, it's... yeah. Mid- it might work for TV, but it looks terrible mm. when you see no one in the stands. But. Yeah, I, and also like... Yeah, Sydney FC are the league leaders. They should be drawing at least 10,000 a game, surely. And if they want to be the premier club in Australia, I think Simon Hill was saying this earlier today, he, like, Sydney FC should be a bigger getting bigger crowds. They should be, but we don't know why they're not. We're not in Sydney. We don't know all the... Graham Arnold. Channel. I'm just going to blame him. It's a well, tough place to I get to like... as well, that stadium. It's not exactly close to public transport, but no. right. anyway. Perth had a rare away trip and they made the most of it because it was only a short one to Adelaide and they actually thumped Adelaide 5-0. Yeah, I think that puts a lot of pressure on Guillermoore, especially considering in his contract he can leave as early as February 28th. Ooh. Yes, really? if, he, if he decides he doesn't want to stay on, he can walk out. Well, there you go. That could be... Do you reckon that's going to happen? Um, potentially. I think from the club's point of view, it might be worth just terminating, rebuilding, starting again for next season. If he he's not going to hurry up then with Champions League in mind. I mean, that's all they've got to play for now. Yeah. You don't want him walking out after one or two games of that. You're better off happening now if oh, it's yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm sure that within the next couple of days, they'll sit down, they'll have a chat, and they'll decide to plan forward. But the, but the other thing also is, you know... How much of an advantage is it getting that three-month head start? Because there are coaching candidates out there. Mark Rodan, obviously the leading name. If you're looking for a local, yeah. if you're looking for a local coach, he's got to be the first one you think of. Damien Murray, as well, is coaching Adelaide City. I mean, he's was he's been linked a couple of times now as well. So well, you never know. All right, so the Wanderers went down to the Mariners 2-0. Tony Popovich is uh, reportedly getting some interest from Shanghai Shenhua again. What about Tony Popovich? Still going to make the grand final? Well, there's always hope, I suppose. Unbelievable. That report with Shanghai Shenhua, there's reports for Popper every year. Last year, it was Crystal Palace. It was Crystal Palace again earlier in in the season when Pardew got the sack. So, you never know. I do wonder how much is it just purely because they lost last week to the Roar and and Gus Poyet's under a little bit of pressure now. Were they just linking this? After one game. Yeah. Well, with the amount of money they've got in that squad, (laughs) there's got to be a bit of It's it's very top-heavy, as we mentioned before, though. All Tevez and Martins. Mm, but um, a game that was postponed because of the heat on Saturday afternoon, Newcastle-Melbourne victory. Maybe they yeah. should have postponed it another night to see yeah. if the players would actually show up and make it entertaining. Get to that in a minute. I'll talk about the Mariners. I mean, are they, oh, yeah, that's they're right. right now. They're, they're what, two points out of the top six now, Central Coast. I mean, like for the last few weeks, we've been saying oh, they're probably not in fast contention, but it's good to see them competitive. I think they're now, you have to say, they're in contention. Yeah, they could pushing. absolutely get in. And they're look, pushing hard. 
And look, the Mariners have gone through a lot of rubbish over the last few years. Like, I think last year they conceded 70-odd goals. Yeah, the most goals ever conceded by an A-League team, yeah. But some of those players that have stuck around, again, it was the Fox football guys, I forget who said it, it might have been Mike Crockwell saying, they're really, like, they're getting the payoff now for those guys getting the match experience. Proper coach and a few more experienced players around them. And I think when they improve upon those experienced players, they'll be even better again. Yeah, Paul O'Connor has done a fantastic job with them. Uh, by his comment in that 4-0 loss to Sydney, we were the better side, I think he's done quite a good job. Yeah, I was, we were talking about that in here. I think that was almost literally just, he's got a young squad. He was publicly picking them up, not wanting to batch them. I, I think privately he would have said something a bit, a bit different. Yeah, realistic. But it was, yeah. I think Adam's still actually laughing about that over yeah. in North America <laughs> right now. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so a quick uh, update of the A-League table. Sydney FC, 11 points clear with... Hang on, quick, quick bit of maths here. Eight games to go. Yeah. Home and host. Yeah. Just well a matter really. of when. Yeah. Mm. I'll actually, we'll actually have to try and look during the week and see if we can work out when exactly that's going to be the earliest they can claim the Premier's play. Melbourne victory, the next best team on 36 points. Brisbane Roar are seven points behind them on 29. Then you've got Melbourne City and Perth Glory on 27 points. You can look all this yeah. up online, then by the way. It's like it's close between third, fourth and fifth and then for the last final spot. Mm. Well, anyone from Newcastle, anyone out of Newcastle, Western Sydney, Wellington, and Central Coast might make it. And as we were saying, Central Coast are probably the informed team of that group. The question without Nosa Griffin, which who do you think will end up in the top six out of the for the last spot? Since we don't know when you'll be back, by the yeah. way, <laughs> Newcastle with Andrew Naboo, if he keeps his form up, and they've got a good side. So do Central Coast, but I think Newcastle just takes it. They've got a bit more steel, a bit more experience. Yeah, that's and it. Champions for me. League will hurt the Wanderers as well. I think that's every people seem to think it'll be the Wanderers just stumbling in, but I think Champions League is going to hurt them. Yep. All right, so we're going to move on to the W League Grand Final, which was played over the weekend. I've got, just got a little bit of a story for you guys. So sometimes football throws up some spectacular underdog stories, and the W League Grand Final was all set up for one. Eventually, it was a struggling Melbourne City team which emerged victorious to claim the club's third trophy in the last three months to appease their long-suffering fans. It's good to see a team that can only afford the bare minimum of salaries, basic training facilities, and no real big names just achieve the absolute pinnacle of the sport. Am I right? Scott's just shaking his head at me right I'm now. Not, I think you're being sarcastic, right? <laughs> just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there was no real surprises there, really. You have a look at their squad. They've got some quality players from the women's MLS. Jess Fishlock, uh, Lauren Barnes, Lydia Williams as well. Australian girl coming back from that league, so... At the end of the day, who can compete with that? And they did this without their main striker, Larissa Crummer, as well. Scored 10 goals or something last year. She didn't play for the second half of the year. So this is fantastic. And you got to give credit to Melbourne City. They've really, since they've got the W League license, they've absolutely taken it to another level with the, the facilities and opportunities they've provided their W League side. It's raised the standard. And it's up to now everyone else to try and match that standard. Because I think a lot of people are hoping Perth would win this game just for someone different. But you have to give credit to Melbourne City. They've just... The way they've blown the W League out of the water is phenomenal. So congratulations to them. And I'm actually curious, like, which victory was more impressive last year or this year where they didn't actually lose a game year. last year? This but year, because they've, got, um, they've they had some adversity. They, they lost they had like a four or five game losing streak and they they barely made the playoffs. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about would the Raw potentially take that fourth spot off them? And they got in and they went to Canberra and won, beat the Premiers, and then they've gone to Perth, not an easy trip, and they've won that too. So Speaking yeah. of the Raw, it's almost like their 2010 to 2012 run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely turned it around during the season, and good on them. When yeah. times get tough, quality sides get going and show what they're worth. 
Yep. All right. So, uh, W League PFA Team of the Year. Raw players Katrina Gorey and Claire Polkinghorn were both named. Then we've also got Katrina Gorey, Claire Polkinghorn, Mackenzie Arnold, and Emily Gielnick named in the Matildas training camp squad. Preparations for the Algarve Cup. Scott, what's like, that? I think it's like some like annual, like really prestigious tournament in the women's game because they don't play a lot of internationals. Okay. So for them, it's like one of the tournaments that they play pretty regularly. So it's a good bit of recognition for the raw side. Like they do have some really good players in there. Yeah, in a subpar season, really, they should have finished yeah. a bit higher than they did. Good to see some positives come out of it, I guess. Yep. Okay, so we're going to move on to the news now because we are trying to keep this segment a little bit short. Good luck in pronunciations. All right, young raw duo. Da- oh, come on. Danny Kemp and Jaden Prasad have moved on to Hume City. Giancarlo Solorzano has gone to St. Albans, both in the NPL Victoria. A little bit disappointed to see yeah. the two youth players going. It's again, it's a, I thought you were going to go with the Papadopoulos news, but I mean, it is basically it's a continuation of the cleaning out of the youth team. We've seen um, Joseph Champs go to Newcastle, and now you're seeing Prasad and Kim move on. I mean, the only player in is young Finn Beaker, so I'm wondering, is it going to be a case of players stepping up from the 18s? Or is Shannon Brady, etc., going to play more in the NPL this year? It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, it's a pretty continual thing with the raw players coming yeah. and going, so no surprises. Disappointed to see Prasad go. He was a good player, I thought, playing in that Australian under-20 side. So wonder if we'll see him back in the A-League soon. All right. I heard rumours a couple of other players have moved on as well, but I might just we'll, leave that there. We'll save that until it's actually confirmed because yeah. we don't want to be out here uh, fear-mongering or something like no. that. Because I know everyone's really yeah. tied into the youth squad and everything. Absolutely. All right, so let's go with the Papadopoulos news. The Roar have signed an experienced Greek-slash-Australian defender in Papadopoulos. Scott, your thoughts on this? I think it's fantastic they were able to get a player in this quickly. I mean, the Daniel Bowles it came out, what, three, 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon that he was out for the rest of the calendar year. There or thereabouts, yeah. So they very quickly acted to bring in someone who I think... I mean, Griffin mentioned his um, potential issues off the field with the match-fixing stuff, but this is a deal for about three months for the Roar. It's... 14 games, potentially a couple more than that, as James dropped a pen on the thing. That's what you heard. Well done. But I'm I don't think that this, this situation is going to get much worse in the next three months for him, but it's going to affect him. So I think it'll be okay in that respect. And it's a good bit of depth for the Raw now. The one thing he doesn't have is the versatility of Bowles, because Bowles could fill in anywhere across the back line. This guy seems like he's a, a pure centre-half, so it'll be interesting to see how they cover Started his career stuff. as a striker. Okay. Yeah, played right back and centre back for Olympiakos. I think there's a bit more to him than people know. Okay. Good leader, got plenty of experience in Europe and a decent league. I saw a few people sharing his FIFA rating, which we always know is an exact representative oh. of it. <laughs> you won't see the football manager thing to go with it because he's in Japan and they obviously don't have the license for that league. No, so that's don't. why you haven't seen that one pop up yet. <laughs> All right. I know I didn't go checking last night, never. How long did you spend looking? Uh, five minutes. Hours. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's good that they're at least bringing in another body because yeah. they are still a little bit light, as we were talking about before. But I don't, yeah, I think it's a good experience head to have. And he's obviously got experience on big, intense international stages. So he and should... in Asia as well. I mean, he played for Shanghai and, and Jubilo Iwata in the yeah. J League. So he's got experience with teams that we're going to be Come facing potentially. So that's absolutely invaluable. So that's going to be good news going forward. Okay, so we're going to move on to the FFA having a few issues with the club owners at the moment. There was a positive meeting. There's an extraordinary general meeting to be held in March to expand the Congress. Scott, can you... Basically, t- they're just expanding how many people can vote on who's going to be the chairman of the FFA because FIFA have said you're not, it's not good enough. Well, they, were, they had the least amount of votes yeah, so out think, of all the confederations. So basically, yeah. FIFA said we're more corrupt than Nigeria. I think basically the only people who can vote is... I think the A-League clubs get one vote between them. Women's football gets one as well, I yeah, think. Yeah, and then you've got... The, the state federation gets a vote and, if FIFA and that would makes know, up 10 so 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're going to expand that and they're meeting about that and all sorts of other stuff. The owners also aren't happy about the state of the league, which we'll probably get to, but... Yeah. Not a great week for FFA headlines because it also came out that the A-League expansion criteria has been delayed Yeah, now. they're delaying it until after this whole um, FIFA Congress thing is sorted out. So they're basically saying it won't be out at the end of this month. It's basically said, well, it's in March, right, the thing. So at earliest you're going to see it is April. Mm. At which point you're almost... It's not happening for the start next of next season, season. Which they promised everybody and it's now becoming a bit of a debacle. Griffin, you've got a few things you want to Never talk about with this? Oh, yeah, phase, 100%. No? Um, there's a lot of clubs that are going ahead with expansion yeah. stuff anyway. Strikers, Brisbane Strikers have said they're going ahead with it. That Victoria Patriots lot. Yeah. There's definitely... There's the As market. James smiles about the fact there's a team called the Patriots oh. potentially coming in. Yes. Still sticking um, with the raw, don't worry. Yep. Yeah. The bullying versus South Melbourne game in um, NPL Victoria the night was live streamed. Yeah, it, was it got over... There was 1,500 at the game plus close to 14,500 people watching it online. That's fantastic, really. They, they didn't say how long they stayed active for, but there was that figure thrown out in the press release. So there's definitely the market for more clubs. I think with the strikers, we still don't know what their bid looks like we don't know if it's going to be a bid based out of Perry Park or they're going to become the Western Brisbane Strikers I mean we don't I think they need to kind of flesh that out as well oh, I think there's Strikers need to leave that Western Corridor alone that needs but that to might be, be the only way they get in though they, they could the come FA in, might say we want a team out of Ipswich area but they could come south Brisbane because for people on the south side of town coming to Suncorp is actually a bit of an effort I sometimes I've seen actually the Raw have more members on the south side than the north side I might be wrong and, on that I've and, heard that said somewhere and also the training base down at Logan as well. Yeah. So they are trying to expand down into that area. But that, that also, um, I don't know, it kind of crowds the market, I feel. If they're expanding into all those areas, there's potential areas that with population growth, especially that South Brisbane, that Logan area, yeah. that could come into that Western Corridor well, stuff as well. Well, that's what I was saying. You could have like the Lo- you could have Logan, Ipswich, the Brisbane Western Suburbs, and then out to Toowoomba. I mean, that's a catchment area that... If you can't make an A-League team work out of that, then you're not trying. Well, I was talking about this last night with my fiancé. Lovely romantic Valentine's Day conversation. <laughs> yeah. But I was saying, like, just off the top of my head, southeast Queensland, you've got Sunshine Coast, West Brisbane, Ipswich Corridor. Yeah. You've got the Gold Coast, and you've got a second Brisbane team. That's four spots right there in southeast Queensland alone where you could justifiably yeah. put a team. Maybe not all four together. No, that S- wouldn't work. Sunshine Coast is going big for a bid. Mm, there's a businessman whose name I, I, I am can't forgetting. Say it. I can't say it. Yeah. They've just done up their stadium as well. They've put in a bigger bank on the hill so you get more people in. So. Yeah. yeah, and I think if they actually decide to play A-League fixtures out of there, it would be really easy for them to make it a properly enclosed stadium and play games out of there. The only problem we discussed in the past was accessibility yeah, because the problem. you can park there, you might be able to park a few blocks away on the beachfront. But if you're expecting a big crowd from Brisbane, for example, the problem is there's no option like the Gold Coast where you can just get on the train and you basically get the front door. Yeah. You get a train to the Sunshine Coast and then you've got to get a bus and all the rest of it. It becomes it's an actual put hike. Off going. They, could, they could do what they do in the UK and places in Europe and run the shuttle buses. Yeah. The away day shuttle buses, that would make it much easier. It would be interesting yeah. to see. Like, I think Sunshine Coast isn't one of those areas that can be sort of just thrown out just because... You can't dismiss it. I mean, yeah. But until we see what the criteria is... No one has any Basically, idea. well, because in the victory in business lunch on Friday, Di Pietro and Patrick Delaney... Well, so Anthony Di Pietro, the victory chairman, and Patrick Delaney, Fox Sports chairman, they were basically saying expansion's a must. And the message I got is they're thinking Derby. So they're thinking another team in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. Adelaide and Perth as well? Well, they mentioned, they mentioned Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne, basically. So that's kind of where they're looking. And, you'd, and they've already mentioned that 
that Fox Sports broadcaster will have a say in where the teams go. So I think we might be thinking Ipswich, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast. I think it could turn out to be strikers. Brisbane, Brisbane, Geelong, and like that Southern Sydney bit. But I think that's one thing we're sort of seeing with the A League at the moment. It is stagnating. Like it we've is. heard people talking about it for the last month. Is you know the third Melbourne derby really lacked a lot of and spark. I think this third Sydney derby this week is also going to be. Yeah, I didn't know it was well. on until today. No, neither. So yeah, definitely the league needs to move forward. Whether they could be brave and put in four teams, but I feel they won't be. No, they definitely won't be. You know what they're like. Play it safe. Yeah, but it definitely needs to start moving forward because the more teams there are, the more games there'll be, the more games there'll be, the more money they can ask for from TV broadcast deals. Yep. Particularly if you've got more big city teams as well. I think that's the thinking that they're going with. More big city teams, more eyeballs on those games, etc. Yeah, I think there's a lot we could really just keep pushing forward with this, but we're going to move on to the local league discussion because local football's starting this weekend, guys. Yeah, looking forward to it. Sure is. But before that, there was actually FFA Cup qualifying. Got Brisbane's own round two winners. So we had Acacia Ridge, Annerley, Bethania Rams, Brisbane Force, Centenary Stormers, Ipswich City, Mount Cravat Hawks, New Farm United, Park Ridge, Pine Hills, Pine Rivers United, Redcliffe PCYC, Sanford Rangers, Springfield United, St. George Willowong, Tarragindi Tigers, The Gap, and Tawong. Scott, thank you very much for putting that list together in alphabetical order, by the way. You're welcome, James. And Tuesday night is Virginia Western Spirit. I'm guessing you're looking up that. I know, I know, I know <laughs> the score for that. Virginia yeah. got up 13-0. Whoa. Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> Western, Western so Spirit. From what down. I've heard, Western Spirit sent very much an under-20 side and only had one sub, ended the game with nine players. Not a good night for them at all. Well, that top that tops the best result of the weekend because prior to that, it was Keishu just 9-0 win against the Lakes on Saturday afternoon. So 13-0. I've done it on the receiving end of that a few <laughs> yeah. times in futsal. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, not fun when you're the goalie either. Yeah, I was about to ask for you the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> in my defense, I made about 30 saves, but we were playing Keeping against guys... Keeping it respectable. Oh, yeah. We were playing against guys that were bigger, faster, stronger and had Absolutely more facial no. hair. I take that back. 13-0 is not respectable. No, oh, no it's wait. not. It was, it was 13-1. Oh, that's, that's a little not, bit better. That's, that's a little no. bit better. <laughs> you got to be at least within 10. <laughs> right, so, actually, the sad thing is that was the night the Raw beat Adelaide 7-1. And the only reason I played is because half our team was actually at that game. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. I'm still disappointed I missed that. Anyway, preseason cups. Silver Boot final at Lions. It was Morton Bay defeating Ipswich Knights 2-1. And the Macron Cup final out at Penn Power. Penn Power 1-3-1, making full use of the home ground advantage, surely. Yeah, can't read too much in the preseason. I don't like to do that, especially having been a player who has done that in the past. Gone, oh, preseason form's great. We're going to hit the season with the floor, like hit the ground running. Never eventuates. Your season fades away. Preseason's a good chance for everybody to learn the systems and the structures yeah. and get to know each other. So these results, not so important. Yeah, they're hard to read as well because some of these teams are in both competitions and you don't know which what is the senior side and which, which is the youth, etc. That's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to be really... I'm going to be really curious to see how it goes, but I'm always... These big... have been well supported, though, particularly the one yeah. out at Lions. There's some good crowds out there. So. I'm a big believer in pre-season results do not matter. I no. think it's more important to work your way into form around about round four or something, or if you're Adelaide, round 21. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Optimistic they're going to hit form, are you? Yeah. Uh, well, what, isn't this a turning point for Adelaide right now? <laughs> You're dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that what they were saying every time Adelaide got a point for the first three months yeah, of the oh, they're season? Just yeah, about, they're back into their form. They're about to go on a championship run again. No. All right, so this weekend, Brisbane Premier League Round 1, you've got Saturday, Penn Power against Lions, Logan Lightning versus East, Easts, Ipswich Knights versus Albany Creek, 
Grange Thistle versus Mitchelton, Souths versus Rochdale Rovers, and Sunday Holland Park against Calabar. Scott, which game of those you reckon is oh, going to be? I'm looking the... forward to the first one. That's two clubs who are in perennial title contention in the Brisbane Premier League. I mean, it's a tough, it's a long trip for Lions up to the Peninsula. I think it's a very interesting game to see which of these two sides is in the best form. Obviously, Peninsula Power did win their preseason cup. Lions finished third. third yeah. They got beaten by Ipswich Knights, wasn't it? Yeah, they got beaten. Yeah, by so Knights, that's so. In- interesting to see what sort of form they're in. Uh, my pick for the weekend is the Souths Rovers game. Souths have recruited well. John McCain, That's right, yeah. bringing him in, that could be a huge signing both on and off the pitch. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Rovers have brought in Cato Aochi and strengthened in other areas as well. But Cato's obviously their big name, big money signing. The solution at Souths are excellent as well as quickly. That, that um, artificial pitch they've got there. I was there a couple of years ago and doing some MPL stuff for them. But that was fantastic facilities. Okay, so... We're curious to see how it goes. There's a long season ahead. Obviously, that's going to run through till about August, I believe. End of yeah. August, start and, of September. Yep, and the NPL Queensland starts yeah. next weekend, so we're going to talk about that next week. We've got Griffin here from Bayside, you know, as well. Who you got this week? Uh, we've got Brisbane Knights away, probably the only time of the year where you're going to play them where their pitch is in a car park. <laughs> but, so, good time is for... Is that a good or bad thing for you guys? Good for us. <laughs> we like to play football, keep the ball on the deck. Um, we've got a very young squad, so for us facing adversity early on probably wouldn't be the best, but... Um, good time to face them. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Really good prospects this year, and hopefully we can unearth some gems. Best of luck this season as well. Yeah, oh, good luck. You. And thank you're going to share this out with all of your teammates, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> big, big griff on the radio for now. They're all going to love it. We, we don't think we've said anything too inflammatory just yet. So no, no, yeah. not give yet. it a couple. Give it a little bit. Wait, wait till we'll March. <laughs> all right, so that's going to do it for segment three of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com.